0: but we're here for a real education welcome to a real education i am your host tim wick i am joined as always by my co-hosts master of all movies melissa kersher hello <laughs> and master of no movies jenny Young. <laughs> hi there and uh, we are here this time to talk about ed wood yay, yay. the film ed wood and i imagine also the person Ed Wood Mm -hmm. will come into things. But first, Jenna, I need you to tell us, uh, and your listeners, uh, what do you know about the film Ed Wood?
1: Um, I believe it's about a guy named Ed Wood. Kate? Uh, It has Johnny Depp.
0: Johnny Depp. Mm, Maybe. Okay. I think
1: I heard that in passing. Um, Yep. That's what I know.
0: You know Johnny Depp. About a guy <laughs> named Ed Wood, both of which you could have learned by looking at the poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so There was uh, a poster? Uh, oh, yeah. Most movies have posters, yeah. Uh, so Especially Johnny Depp movies. <laughs> this is kind of an interesting jump. The last two films we've done, of course, are silent films, and now we are jumping to the 90s, right? It's the 90s? It is the 90s. We are in the 90s, watching a movie about somebody who is making movies in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. so it's all very meta um the film yes you are right we'll, we'll we'll go with spoilers as far as saying you're correct johnny depp is in this film yes. uh he's, he's and
2: indeed he is playing
0: ed wood,
2: wood. <gasps> yes, so, so so you are, you are you are 100 percent correct on your yes. knowledge yeah your of knowledge
0: this of this film uh, it is by director Tim Burton, best known uh, for films like. I Ed suppose Wood. I could have
1: guessed that one. You might have been able to. Been able to.
0: So uh, uh, he's also known as the director of uh, Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of other kind of quirky, weird. Um, Johnny Depp's
1: videos.
0: pet director. Pseudo. Kind of Johnny Depp's. Yeah, once you know Johnny Depp's in it, you could guess Tim Burton directed <laughs> the film and you'd have a 50 50 chance of being right. Right. Simply because Johnny Depp's in almost every film directed by Tim Burton. Um, this is a fascinating movie about... And, and it's a comedy. I think I need to yeah, say it is this a up comedy. front. Uh, a fascinating movie about a real person except nothing about it is real. I guess that's the best thing I can say. The, the, Well,
2: not... Yeah, not, I mean, well, sort of... I
0: mean, we'll talk about the details. But, the,
2: the broad strokes are, yes, they're actually pretty correct, but it does play fast and loose with reality of the... with the re, actual reality of the real Ed Wood and the people around him. Okay. So... But it's also kind of... Yeah. I
0: guess my point is, this is a fantasy film to me. If I... If I you need to watch this film thinking about the fact that Tim Burton is making a movie about a guy who directed movies and that there's something personal about his relationship with this guy even though they've never met okay. in that they have a shared experience of directing films so if you watch this movie and you think about that a little bit I think, uh, I think it might explain some of what's going on and I, I mean, I make it sound, I, I'm talking like it's all weird and inaccessible, and it's not. No, it's yeah. actually a tremendously accessible, very, very good, very, very fun film. But it's deeper than it lets on, right. I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Ooh, se- secret
2: depth.
0: Melissa, is there anything you would like to add at this time in a non-spoiler fashion?
2: No, I think I think we'll play Koi on this one. We'll, we'll right. just let the movie, movie play. Uh, Play on and then we'll come back and talk about
0: it. Yeah, please sit back, relax, enjoy Ed Wood. We'll be back to talk about it in mere seconds (laughs) of podcast time. back. We have just finished watching Ed Wood, a film about Ed Wood.
1: (laughs) Yay! Call it!
0: So Jenna, totally
1: nailed it. (laughs) uh, Yeah, your your
0: two predictions were that it was about Ed Wood and it had Johnny Depp in it. So you are 100%. (laughs) 100%. Well Well, done. I will take
1: the easy A, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what did you think of the movie, Jenna?
1: I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I liked the, the style of it, the it was all black and white, which is mm-hmm. neat. Um, and uh, the the uh, the way the cinematography worked was awesome. The way it, everything was portrayed just kind of like fit and connected. And I liked the um, uh, the the types of things that it touched on, and then mm-hmm. in in silly but not silly ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. Donnie, Johnny Depp.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Depp's a whole lot of fun but I, I mean it, it's like he's almost playing a cartoon and he's the structure that everything else it's like he's there to he's like the coat hanger that everything else hangs upon mm-hmm. like he, he is he, he gives this kind of stylized performance and then everything else that ena- enables all the other performances around him yeah Particularly, Martin Landau's. Yeah, Martin Wonderful. Landau as uh, Bela Lugosi.
0: Just uh, in case you don't know, he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for
2: mm-hmm. nice.
0: for playing that role. The Which first ones? actor ever nice. to win an Oscar for playing another actor.
2: Yep. Oh. Congratulations. But not the last. Not the last, because Kate um, Blanchett won, won for Betcher. playing
0: uh, Catherine Hepburn mm-hmm. in yeah. in the Aviator. In the Aviator, many years later. But
2: nice.
0: uh, the interesting thing to me about this movie is it is. Like I said before we we watched it. It is fantasy. Everything, you know, Ed Wood was a drunk.
2: Oh, yeah, he was a terrible Uh, alcoholic.
0: And so what we're given is sort of this idealized version of a guy who can't direct a fucking movie to save his (laughs)
2: life.
0: You know, I mean, yes, we are definitely shown he has no talent at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, for yeah. what
0: he wants to do with his life. But they kind of gloss over the uglier aspects of, of who he is.
2: Right, um, right. And and I, I've seen quotes from Tim Burton saying that he kind of took the tone from Ed Wood's letters that were kind of boundlessly optimistic, and that was the focus that Burton Aww, chose to nice. go after. Because, I mean, you could do a an actual biopic that showed everything equally Mm -hmm. but what burton was really more interested in making was kind of this ebullient fantasy about somebody who's very passionate about what they do
0: sure yeah and you can see and again here's where i talked about the sort of uh deeper aspects of the film you know burton is a filmmaker is looking at this other filmmaker who is unquestionably awful and yet <laughs> shares Burton's passion
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and shares Burton's vocation. And so you watch this movie with that that affection that he clearly has, not not for the fact that Ed Wood created great films, not for the fact that he was a misunderstood genius. He clearly was not <laughs> a genius. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he couldn't write, he couldn't direct, he couldn't act he, the, none of the aspects of filmmaking were within his grasp. <laughs> and yet, Burton has this affection because he wanted it so badly and he just fought and fought and fought to make these horrible films happen and <laughs> loved them. He believed what he produced was brilliant.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: could not see, you know, when, when you have Tor Johnson walking into a wall and he's like. <laughs> That's a print. It was perfect. It wasn't perfect. It, it wouldn't have killed him to do no, one was, more shot. It was
1: very honest. It was so honest. Exactly. That's exactly what oh, would happen. We Come on, honestly you guys. Like We
0: hired a professional wrestler who doesn't know how to walk through doors. <laughs> <laughs> he would have to deal with
2: this every day of his life. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think <laughs> Tim Burton also saw within Ed Wood um, another parallel within his life because Tim Burton... Very early in his career, wound up befriending Vincent Price, uh, and in the twilight of his of his sure. life, and Tim Burton did this wonderful short film with Vincent Price called Vincent, uh, about a young child who aspired to be Vincent Price and like was torturing the dog and all sorts of things. Huh. And it's awesome. it's delightful. That, and, like it. and then uh, <laughs> of course Edward Scissorhands opens with Vincent Price, and Vincent passed away soon after. So with, you know, the obvious, the obvious parallel being Ed Wood's friendship with Bella Lugosi in *The Twilight of His Career*. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that cl- there's clearly a, a something there that that he keys on to as well. But there's also, I think the the w- near the end we get into this idea of Ed Wood meeting up with Orson Welles, mm-hmm. and ta- Orson Welles telling you know don't compromise your vision. Don't. And then sure. that I think again from, a, from the creative mind of Burton from is, is you know paramount the idea that you don't compromise your vision that uh, Burton's working within a studio system that, that I mean the studio system now has artists compromise their vision all the time mm-hmm. sure uh, and certainly in the 90s we're seeing that happen more and more in filmmaking and I think that uh, there's certainly something going on with Burton when he's making this movie about Respecting Ed Wood for the fact that he somehow managed to get awful, awful films made the way yeah. he wanted to make them.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just it, he Ed Wood directed what around twenty films. Yeah, he did. And, uh, and they're he all had, They're all atrocious. But <laughs> okay. man, I haven't made a feature film. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I made you, a short once. It was yay. awful, but I made it. <laughs>
2: I have I've made YouTube videos, but Ooh. I mean, I mean, this guy wanted to make movies, and he did. Nice. Yeah, they're and, not good, but he made them, but, and he kept
0: making them. He kept finding ways, and he had,
2: and and by God, he had
0: a certain level of charisma because, because he had this group of people that just would get together and make movies with him. Mm-hmm. And probably most of them knew how bad they were.
2: Well, yeah. You know,
1: offer an actor food. (laughs) I'm not even sure (laughs) who offered them food.
2: Well, actually, well, I know he paid them because um, there's this, I mean, one of the famous things about him was that he'd pay everybody in cash. I don't know what that meant for, you know, tax purposes, but... Um, he'd always pay people in cash, and uh, there's this uh, story that uh, Ed Wood was actually mugged with like the entire payroll on him uh, when he went to a liquor store one night, and you know all yeah. that money went away. But, but yeah, he'd, he'd always pay cast and crew with
0: cash. Okay. Yeah. So he, and now the interesting thing, of course, you watch this movie, and what you need to realize is that. He never gains any kind of notoriety until after he dies. He oh, yeah. is, he is just a footnote in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who he is. He doesn't get a. There's no. There's no obituary in Variety when Ed Wood dies. Nobody knows who he is. And then in the '80s, uh, there are a couple of things that identify Ed Wood as the worst director of all time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At the same time. Mystery Science Theater three thousand spoofs sure. a few of his films, and all of a sudden, everybody is going to find Edwards' films, and he becomes a cult.
2: Yeah, kind favorite. Of, yeah, and and really, they are so terrible that there is a certain amount of entertainment in watching them, mm-hmm. particularly <laughs> Plan Nine, which I've seen a great number of times. Yeah. To Ed Wood's credit, Edward and his team's credit, it is strangely entertaining. Watchably bad. Yeah, very, <laughs> watchably very watchably bad.
0: bad. Um, and Bride of the Monster is unwatchable. Uh, oh yeah. I've seen that, and it's it's. The, so Bride of the Monster is the one with the octopus, and and that scene where you see him struggling in oh, the water yeah. with the fake octopus, it's in the movie, and it looks as dumb as you could possibly imagine
2: the scene
0: with Tor Johnson walking into a wall is in the movie they don't they don't don't make that up
2: yeah if anything's really faithful in this movie it's the recreations of the movies that you see being filmed I mean like they're they're uncanny in how true they are to what actually is on the screen yeah, and and now
1: I have to go see shitty movies. Goddammit, you
2: guys! <laughs> well, well, soon, soon. Okay. Um, and the the casting they did is really remarkable, particularly the guy who plays Tor Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the animal I can't can never remember his actual name, but he's really quite strikingly a good look-alike for Tor Johnson.
0: Yeah, and we are actually uh, we have an Ed Wood movie on on the slate. For, for real education, and we'll see Tor Johnson. and You'll be able to see the real Tor Johnson okay. mm-hmm. and then compare in, him to the actor who plays Tor Johnson in this yeah. film. Uh,
2: also, the actress who plays Vampira is
0: pretty yeah.
2: strikingly similar. Yeah, she's pretty dead on. Uh, yeah. Vampira's story is really interesting, but I'll save it for when we actually watch the Ed Wood movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the actual, when we actually watch the actual imp- vampire yeah <laughs> nice uh, so
0: let's see what other things we can say about this movie and about Ed Wood um, I think uh, you know the choice to film, film it in black and white is really risky choice
2: mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. days
0: people don't go to watch black and white films they somehow associate black and white film stock with cheap I think mm-hmm. um which could be further from the truth it's not cheap at all but mm-hmm. and i i actually think this much like a lot of other 90s and t- 2000s films that are black and white are actually shot in color
2: i think then, this one was actually shot do you in think black so? and white yeah, I yeah I don't know. it was 1994 it was okay. just easier to shoot in black and white they didn't have really reliable color to black and white processes until later yeah these days, they're more likely to shoot a film in color. And yeah, it's because it's, it's actually more expensive to shoot in black and white now. Yeah. Because the it nobody makes the stock anymore, really. Huh. Yeah.
0: So you have to get the stock special made. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that they had to do for this one, mm-hmm. is get specially made film, film stock so they could shoot it in black and white. And yeah. It's
2: beautifully shot.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's fantastic. And I've, I I just love how it captures the the, the idealism behind him. It's got oh yeah, that, the whole thing just has that flavor of happy go lucky. Gosh, gee Willikers, buddy, like, mm-hmm. me.
0: yeah. It's kind really of it's that. kind of the Andy Griffith show of yes, movie <laughs>
1: yes, filmmaker
0: films. I think I've uh, seen that. It, it, I mean, you're right. There is the, this joyous optimism, and that's certainly what Burton captures. Is. Yeah. No matter what happens, Wood just has this belief that, A, he has talent. <laughs> and B, that everything is going to work out his way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, for all the negatives about Ed Wood, like the fact that he's clearly delusional, and the fact that he's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. uh, and... All of these other bad things about him, you know. What Burton does is he
2: focuses in. Yeah, and, he, and to some extent, Ed Wood was really taking advantage of a lot of people in order to get these films made. And sure, you know, like clearly the Baptist. Would not have wanted to make that movie <laughs> he was really exploiting people with sure money.
0: he completely lies yeah. to them to get that to get his movie made and mm-hmm. we see him lying to people left and right to get the money mm-hmm. to make his movie mm-hmm. um, and that's certainly not a but but somehow we forgive him that because we really want him to be able to make his movie
2: mm-hmm.
0: we even though we know, I mean, we've seen sh- the kind sh- of movies that he's made. <laughs> you know, we've seen that he is not capable of producing good work. Mm-hmm. And yet, somehow, we really want him to keep producing that crap.
2: Well, I've certainly had a lot of fun watching his films. Well, <laughs> a couple of them.
0: <laughs> you know, it's fascinating that Burton, he, he's... He makes a choice to make a movie on a subject that, boy, it sure could have been a complete failure. Oh and yeah. I, I don't know as far as box office if it was a tremendous success. I, kn- I remember it doing fairly well. It you know, well.
2: especially you know it garnered a couple Oscars.
0: Yeah. And it got some Oscar yeah. nominations and
2: and uh, wins. Actually, I think I think it nominated got nominated and won twice, because I think it also won Best Makeup, which was Rick. Rick Baker for makeup, yeah. Yeah. One of the best makeup artists in the business. And yeah. He Which is probably why that guy looks so much like Tor Thompson. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he yeah. put all that hair on himself. Yeah. Oh, my God, what a hairy back. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, wow. You're trying to give a massage. You need to bring him a machete to get through the
2: jungle <laughs> of yeah. his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, my.
2: But uh, the... He liked wearing sweaters, too. Yeah. <laughs> He, he brought his own Angora. He brought out. his own Angora. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my. What? I he know. just
1: wanted to feel comfortable. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't know if I qualify this as my... the. Best, my, I I don't know if I'd say this is my favorite Tim Burton film. It may be his best.
2: It's it's one of his best. I'd say Big Fish is also a contender. Big Fish is also really best. excellent. And it's certainly
0: better than Planet of the Apes.
2: Oh, then that, yeah, that's not his uh, best. No, uh, and, you know Beetlejuice is wonderful and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, although and he, Edward Scissorhands is a delight. Yeah, so
0: but, he, yeah. he's got a, he's got a good filmography, but but Ed Wood is feels like a really personal journey for him. It feels like a. It feels like he's making a movie about his experience as an artist, sure, and using Ed Wood as his surrogate in a way, which is kind of fascinating. You take this successful film director, mm-hmm. and he uses as his surrogate this complete flop of a film director, um, and you know, I boy. Oh, yeah. somebody would need to psychoanalyze that to figure out what's going on in the, <laughs> in Mr. Burton's head. Yeah. But, uh,
2: I was just handed information that while Ed Wood came out to critical acclaim, it was a bit of a box office disappointment. Yeah, Aww.
0: that's what I would have thought. Yeah. I would have thought that, you know, the topic itself, film nerds love Ed Wood, but anybody mm-hmm. else is looking at this, this thing, Ed Wood. They, yeah. don't, they don't really so know. The they have no They have no reference to the movies that he made or anything like that. I think there was a Certain desire to, to use Johnny Depp as a hook to get people to the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's excellent. He's absolutely oh, he's excellent. Oh, fantastic.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, which you yeah. can say that about well. just about every role Johnny Depp plays, but
2: he really nails that oh, joyous
0: optimism.
2: Yeah. And, and his counterpoint being Martin Landau's Bella Lugosi, you know that wonderful performance just i feel he's so funny and then it will turn around and just break your heart and just yeah and, oh. and it's such an efficient performance too you know when you think about it even though so much of the movie revolves around the martin landau character it's it's um he's not on screen all that much and there's something new revealed about him each time he's on the screen. It's just yeah. beautifully done.
0: Yeah, and so we should probably uh, maybe talk a little bit about Bela Legosi as he's portrayed in the film, yeah, versus as he actually was.
2: Yeah, uh, Mr. It, yeah, this the dealings with Bela Legosi are, I think, primarily where this movie really plays fast and loose with the narrative, as opposed to real life. Um, you know, by the time that Edward met Bella Lugosi, Lugosi was married, had a kid. You know, he wasn't. You know, strange. He wasn't living long. alone. He wasn't living alone. Time. He he did have a little bit of a support network. He was broke, and he was a junkie. I mean, he was he was a very right. sick man. But the there's
0: a lot of tragedy around uh, around Lugosi and yeah the morphine addiction he had been in the hospital for something, yeah uh, and they gave him morphine for pain, which he really didn't want because he was very concerned that he would he would get addicted to it, and he did mm-hmm. um, so you know there's this he didn't want morphine, and they gave him morphine, and he got addicted even though that was why he didn't want morphine in the first place sure oh yeah um,
2: and and of course, in that time in the history, the understanding of drug addiction was still kind of in its infancy yeah, just you know yeah so
0: yeah he's, he's broke and Ed Wood shows up and is worships him and, and is willing to make movies with him and get him a little bit of money Mm-hmm. Uh, and the part about Lugosi shooting that one
2: scene is true it's true it was in front of Tor Johnson's house but it wasn't in front of his house but yeah it was they they shot that scene and Bella passed away soon after and you know chiropractor did double him in Plan 9 from Outer Space so they could use the footage and oh my yeah that was all 100% true
0: yeah and uh, so but yeah there, there are parts of it that they you know the, the idea that, that Lugosi was completely alone is not yeah. is not accurate well
2: oh, oh please it's effective
0: for the film because then you know you can really focus on that friendship between wood and sure
2: oh yeah yeah i mean you see it in biogra- you know film bi- biographies all the time you know you only have 2 hours to tell a story you can wind up paring down real life people into characters and condensing like multiple people into one character or you know playing a little fast and loose to make the narrative stronger and mm-hmm. another another one of those liberties is Dolores Fuller uh Edwards first girlfriend who we saw, uh, was it Sarah Jessica Parker playing? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she was actually, in real life, um, she was still alive when, uh, she might still still be alive, but uh, she was still alive during the making of Ed Wood, and she did take issue with how she was portrayed in the movie because she was actually fairly supportive of Ed Wood while they were together. Like, she helped make Glenn or Glenda, and, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it was his
0: a, it wasn't his trans
2: Yeah, yeah, she, she left because he was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um and one thing we didn't see at all in the movie is between Dolores and Kathy there was he actually got married to a woman I can't remember her name. He got married and he got kicked out on their wedding night because she discovered him wearing women's clothing. And so the marriage was never consummated, and so the, the marriage was annulled. Oh. So I think that event got, uh, you know, so folded married in. married with Dolores. With Dolores. Yeah. And so both aspects of both those relationships got mashed into one character. Huh.
0: Yep. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the but, but, but it, all, it all kind of plays into the fact that many of these characters are semi-idealized versions of
2: Mm-hmm. the sure. real
0: people. Um, you know, we're given sort of a romanticized version of his film crew, even.
2: I call that blind. This kind of, you know... Just I, these I think the colorblind <laughs> comment is like, yep, we're watching <laughs> a black and white movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, like the darker gray one better. <laughs> I, um, I also love that uh, they make so many references to so many other movies... During this film, I mean, you kind of have to be watching for them. But oh, sure, I saw all sorts of stuff in the back, but like oh, posters yeah. and things or, like that. Or like when Bella's very, very sick, um, a lot of times you hear the opening strains of Swan Lake, the, you know, the yes. oval coming in mm-hmm. with the Swan Lake melody, and uh, that's there because in Bela Lugosi's Dracula, it opens with Swan Lake, the music oh. of Swan Lake. And, um, let's see, what else? I mean, of course, there's references to Plan 9. There are a couple references to Citizen Kane, aside from meeting Orson Welles. Sure. Um, yeah, it, stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's
0: peppered throughout. It's a movie maker's movie. That's yeah. the thing about this film. And why, you you know, it's not so, so much of a surprise, I guess, that it wasn't a huge box office success. As I as I keep circling back to this is a personal film for Burton. He's making a movie about making movies. Mm-hmm and choosing as his subject somebody who's a complete failure. You know, and he has this fictional meeting between Orson Welles and and uh Wood which never happened, but Orson Welles was very much Ed Wood's inspiration and mm-hmm. idol. So it's this sort of I don't know if you want to call it wish fulfillment moment where sure. where Burton's like wouldn't it have been great if Ed Wood had had that opportunity to meet his hero.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's almost just like this Little plot fairy that comes out of the sky and happens to look like uh, Orson Welles, <laughs> uh, and, and I and I also love that Orson Welles is played by Vincent D'Onofrio with the voice of Maurice Lamarche, who played the Brain in and Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> nice.
0: So, Which yeah. for those of you that don't know or yeah. did, 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 are not aware, the Brain in and Pinky in the Brain, the voice is supposed to sound like Orson Welles
2: yeah. and Maurice Lamarche has made a lot of money nice. playing the voice of Orson Welles.
0: Yeah. And
2: oh, I
1: have a new career goal.
2: <laughs> to, to play the voice of Orson yeah, Welles. Yeah, I don't think
1: that's going to work so <laughs> well for
0: me. Maurice sort of has the market cornered at present. But I believe it didn't Vincent D'Onofrio. He did do the voice, but they just didn't feel like...
2: Yeah, Tim Burton didn't like it, so he yeah. brought in Maurice. So they moved in
0: Maurice. <laughs> yeah. um, which... And, and even there, there's a reference to another movie that... Uh, oh, Touch of Evil. Touch of Evil, yeah. when he talks about uh, Charlton Heston playing a
2: Mexican. <laughs> which which, which is we don't also... want to
0: talk too much about, because I'm sure Touch yeah. of Evil is going to be a movie that we get to on, on oh, yeah. education. Oh,
2: but it's another example of where the, the movie doesn't quite play fair with the actual history, because uh, Orson Welles was actually only brought in to act on Touch of Evil. And then Charlton Heston insisted, once Orson was there, Charlton Heston insisted that Orson also direct it. Oh. So it, this story's kind of backwards then. Yeah, what you see in the movie. But, but then again you know, it still involves Charlton Heston playing a Mexican, which is still a what the fuck. So. But again, at the beginning <laughs> of the movie
0: it doesn't even say this film is based on a true story.
2: Oh, you know, no, it, man. it
0: never suggests for a moment that what it's trying to do is present you reality. It is presenting you the fantasy world of Ed Wood. Yeah. That it's presenting you the world where Ed Wood is a great director. (laughs) Did Plan 9 from Outer Space open at the Pentages to a packed house? I kind of doubt it. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't look it up. But I'm guessing...
2: It probably did not. That it
0: probably Uh did not. But the fantasy world of Ed Wood... That film opens at the Pentagon's Theater sure. with a packed house.
1: And I did actually have that moment of okay, is he dreaming this? Is he nope, 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 they're going with this. This is what's actually <laughs> okay then. My. Yeah,
0: it feels like what Burton's doing is he's filming <laughs> the world inside Edward's head. Yeah. Where Edward is a lot more important than Edward ever really was. <laughs> and even filming a little bit of that film buff world afterwards words where We've now I mean Ed Wood were it not for people defining him as the worst filmmaker of all time, which is probably false, uh in the sense that Well
2: oh, I, I there are worse filmmakers yeah, out there. The, I can guarantee it. They just don't make movies quite that entertainingly bad. Yeah. I mean I well I could go on for a long time talking about this subject. But yeah,
0: but I mean we'll, we'll proceed he's then. he's picked that he's picked that way just because of the volume of the films he produced and
2: Well, well undeniably, I think Plan 9 from Outer Space is probably the most famous legendary bad movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. And but he's called the worst director of all time. mm mm-hmm. Mhm which gives him this level of notoriety far beyond anything that he ever achieved mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, his films didn't make well, a few of his films made a little bit of money because he produced them so cheaply and every missing dollar is on the screen <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well I mean consider this the movie Ed Wood which we just watched cost more to make than all of Ed Wood's films combined
0: yeah just, yeah I've
1: considered yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think we have talked through uh, this film enough but uh, it's time for final thoughts Melissa any final thoughts on Ed Wood
2: oh man I, I gotta save him for when we actually watch the oh, Wood yeah. movie yeah, cause I got I got stories high. man you got thoughts I got thoughts thoughts you got
0: thinkings mm-hmm. alright Jenna final thoughts Johnny Depp's eyes <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, you can think about those gonna for a long time. I'm going to think about that for a while, yeah. So my final thoughts, we've kind of been dancing around it for a little bit, but in fact, the next episode of A Real Education, we are going to be watching Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yes! So we've watched Edward. I mean, unfortunately, we've told Jenna a lot about this movie, but she's got a, you know, a little while to forget about it before we watch The actual film. Well, she she
2: hasn't actually experienced the the real plan nine.
0: The actual film is is a spectacular experience. So you know, if you're listening, (laughs) will I
1: see flying paper plates lit on fire? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will
2: confirm that. Yes, you will. (laughs) If you're listening along and watching
0: along at home, I'm just gonna encourage you. Plan nine from outer space is in public domain. You can probably, I don't know, you might even be able to find it on Netflix. I mean, why wouldn't they put it there? It'd be free. So uh, you can you can find it a lot of different places, and I, I encourage you to to follow along with us as uh, we watch Edward's magnum opus <laughs> on the next episode of Real Education. Can you really ca- Never mind. Yeah, you sure can. You really can. Uh, so until next time, thank you for joining us. Enjoy whatever movies you're watching, and we will enjoy whatever movies Jenna is not watching. <laughs> <Bye-bye>.
2: Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed
0: our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education. Dee dee